Right, all right. It's Real Life, Real Equity with your hosts, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs showing in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. That's right. Since we have grown with real life, real equity, we have learned from our listening audience and our guests that entrepreneurship is full of trials, tribulations, and resilience. With that being said, we are going to email all of our listeners a free copy of the book, Resilience, Turning Your Setback Into a Comeback. This book is full of powerful testimonies from unstoppable super achievers sharing their stories of resilience. With it being endorsed by Brian Tracy and Tom Ziegler, the entrepreneurs, NFL players, speakers, and authors in the book will share with you their firsthand accounts of how resilience put them on the path to success. It's simple. Send us an email to resilience at realliferoequity.com. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Life, Real Equity. Welcome back, welcome back. And so today we're going to follow up from our previous podcast and continue to discuss the Summit at Sea. That's right, this is part two. So this part is going to focus on the people you may not know. Uh, we talked a lot about what Robert Kiyosaki talked about in the podcast because we assumed that you all probably have a pretty good uh, name recognition for who Robert Kiyosaki is. Robert Kiyosaki, the number one best-selling financial author of all times. They had to retire his book off of the uh, New York Times bestsellers list because he stayed on there for something like 20 years straight. Or it was some ridiculous amount of time. Wow. So we talked about him. We talked a lot about what he talked about. But let's go into some people that you may or may not have heard of. So one of the people that I have been inspired by and one of the people that I'm that I took his training, studied his his courses, um, was Tom Hopkins. Wow. So who's Tom Hopkins? Tom Hopkins is one of the foremost uh, number one business sales training coaches in the world. Tom Hopkins has been doing sales for years. I mean, if you know anybody in sales and you ask them who Tom Hopkins is, they probably know. As a matter of fact, I'm almost 100% they know. And if they don't know, they're probably not very good at sales. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, but here's the deal. We got to sit down with him the first day. I think he was like one of the first couple of speakers. He said something that was pretty profound, and I'm going to share it with you today. He said, find something in life you love so much, you never have to work again. And then you have to be fanatical about that work that you're doing for a while to get the momentum going. That's real good. So finding something that you're passionate about or that wakes you up in the morning, That's something right. that you you can't even go to sleep at night because you just love doing this thing. That's right. And he went on to say that every day is not going to be perfect. Every day is not going to be great. But you have to always go through your day with excitement regardless. Exactly. And he used a word that whether you're frustrated, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you go through a good or a bad, this word covers it all. And it's unbelievable. That's good. <laughs> so if you say, you know, something bad happens to you, unbelievable. And it's how you say it that makes your state change. If you go through something really good, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, unbelievable is a great word to use that will help reinstate you into the right frame of mind. Yeah. So the other thing he talked about was being creative. Um, being creative on how you get there and then keeping in mind that on the flip side of every problem, there's an opportunity. 
Yeah, that's good. I think creativity is something that a lot of individuals don't really dissect enough. Right. We are always trying to do things what we think is correct or right. And being creative is like another way for you to blossom in your business. That's right. It's not the lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Right. So resourcefulness is another is another word for creativity. Now, let me give you an example of what Tom Hopkins used as creativity. I thought this was so interesting. So he was a realtor at one point before he became a a world famous sales trainer. And as a realtor, one of his creative moves was to put two gallons of ice cream in the refrigerator when he was to show a house. Uh, So he put it in the freezer, he'd leave it there, he'd show the house. And um, after he'd show the house, he'd hand the family a gallon of ice cream or these two gallons of ice cream and send them on their way. (laughs) You know, think about it. He's in Arizona. It's a hot summer day, 117 degrees outside. What do you do when you leave the house with two gallons of ice cream? You immediately think about, you know, taking it back home. That's right. And so (laughs) his goal was to get them off the streets, get them from looking and to leave the last impression in their mind, the house he just showed. Very creative. Yes, very. Very, very creative. Think about it from that perspective. How can you be more creative in your business? Anything can allow you to be creative. It's just about how you're going to stand out. And so another thing just from listening to that story is also creating the experience for the customer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So, you know, Tom Hopkins was great. It was a phenomenal time. I sat and ate dinner with him, him and his wife, Michelle. They're just amazing people. I mean, just God, he has a really good heart, really nice person and uh, really giving of his time and, and his energy and his care. You know, if you haven't checked out anything about Tom Hopkins, you're in the business of sales, regardless of whether you actively are in a profession of sales or not. It doesn't really matter. Every day you wake up, you are selling yourself. So his information is more about how you communicate effectively with others yeah. to sell them on your ideas when your ideas are are worth buying. That's real good. The next guy that uh, we had was Damien Lupo. So Damien Lupo is the founder of the EQRP system. Now, EQRP is a qualified retirement plan. For those of you who don't know what EQRP is, if you look up Damien Lupo, in the EQRP system, you can find his website. He gives a whole host of resources. I'm not going to try to condense down what I learned in several hours of information that he gave, but I'm gonna try to give you a few simple tips and a few simple ideas that allow you to go to his website, visit his profiles to learn more about him in a more effective way. So a qualified retirement plan is typically any kind of retirement plan that qualifies for retirement. Okay. Now that's kind of like talking in circles. So let's talk in in reality. So like solo 401ks, Mm -hmm. um, your regular 401ks, your IRAs, your self-directed IRAs, your Roth IRAs, traditional and Roth IRAs, you know, all of these different kinds of uh, qualified retirement plans are considered exactly that, a, a retirement plan. Okay. He differentiates himself through the system. So his EQRP system allows you to take your retirement money and place it where you choose. Mm, This is going to be good. Yeah. So (laughs) you not only and I'm not going to try to explain it in depth because it's not about 
how much I know as far as the professional uh, side of it, like all the intricacies, it's knowing that I know who to go to to get that stuff done for me. Right. But from what I gained from that is if I have $100,000 in my retirement account and you want to transfer it over into his EQRP system, you could take that, put it into a qualified retirement plan and then go and use that money to invest in things as you please. Mm, okay. And that's pretty unique. You know, we all have heard of self-directed IRAs traditional IRAs. Well, what he does is he talks about all the benefits, the pros and cons of self-directed IRAs, whether they're traditional, the Roth, the pros and cons of a solo 401k, uh, the pros and cons of converting IRAs over and all those different things that come with your retirement plan. One day we're going to have him as a guest on the show and kind of get into more detail on how he does what he does. But for now, just know that Damian Lupo is an expert on the qualified retirement plan. Which is very important. There's a lot of different individuals that I know personally um, that are looking at retirement. And some of them, you know, I'll step out to say are just fearful of what that next step is and what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. Retirement is one of those things that everybody looks forward to. Yeah. Including myself. It's just I view it a little differently. Mm-hmm. So. You know, some people view retirement as laying on a beach and and drinking my ties in the sand. And I consider retirement being able to wake up and do what I want, whenever I want, however I want, with whom I want. Yeah. Um, so it's a, just a different perspective that I view retirement as. The next person that we had the pleasure of being introduced to, and again, this is all the people that you may not have heard of. So if you get the opportunity to go to a real estate guys event You'll meet some of these people. Mm-hmm. You get the opportunity to go to uh, this real estate guy, Summit to Sea. You'll meet some of these people. Uh, it's never a guarantee on the Summit to Sea or real estate guys events, but the likelihood is pretty strong that a lot of the guys that we're going to talk about right now show up to one of those events. Yeah. But the funny thing, the next person we're going to talk about isn't a guy. It's a girl. It's a girl. Right. <laughs> so it, Beth Clifford, she's not even a girl. She's a woman. She's she a lady. She's a woman. Very, very kind um, but very sharp, on point person. Yeah, she is. Um, Keisha got the opportunity to listen to her yes. uh, a couple of times, right? Yes, a couple of times. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. She has done so many things in her career that she has a level of knowledge that can be transferred to somebody who's just getting started, who has experience. I mean, she understands what it means to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, truly. So her talk was on sheeps and goats. And again, I'm not going to try to get into every intricacy of what she talked about, but I do want to get into the idea that there are sheeps and there are goats. And 95% of America, uh, 95% of the population are sheeps. And sheeps are people who do what the masses do. Now, I'm going to venture to say that because you're listening to this podcast, you're listening probably to other podcasts, you're reading books, you're trying to advance yourself. You're probably not a sheep. Right. You're probably what she called a goat. So if sheeps are the people are the people that follow the masses that don't think for themselves that if the barn was burning down, they just sit there and look at the smoke and burn. A goat is a person who leads the sheep out of the barn. Mm. A goat is a person who thinks creatively. Right. A goat is the leader. So a lot of people believe that they have to have permission to be a goat. 
And it's not true. Anybody at any time can choose to be a goat. That's interesting because I think anybody can choose to be a goat or a sheep. That's right. From what I'm understanding here, most people may look at being a sheep as being easier and maybe as a goat as being harder. Right. And it's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily the case at all. So here's what I want to leave you with from her talk. You control your destiny. You're 100% in control of your destiny and everything that you do requires other people. Mm, Yes. Goes back to team building. That's right. It goes back to (laughs) team building. So your attitude will dictate who you attract and you're 100% in control of that. Exactly. And then last, she said your why and your what. And we talked about this in one of our podcasts in one of the first podcasts. So the first thing you want to do is figure out what your why is, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about how to get there with the five levels of deep exercise. Yes. And then next you want to figure out the what. And she said every moment you live not doing your what, you're not living up to your full potential. Mm. And most people only have two to three unique gifts, two to three unique what's. You're not going to be good at everything. And that's not the goal. The goal is to be good at a few key things and then find the people that are good at the other things. Mm, Yeah, that's good. So the next person we want to talk about is one of the people that we met originally through the book, one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisor books, uh, Garrett Sutton. Mm. Um, Garrett Sutton is an attorney who was, again, part of Rich Dad Advisor series of books. And um, he went into corporate asset protection, like how to pierce the corporate veil. And one of the startling statistics that he gave was 50% of all corporate veils are pierced. Wow. So that means if you have two entities and you're not doing the right thing in your entities, one of the two is likely to get pierced. Now, what does that mean exactly? So when we say your corporate veil is going to get pierced, that means that anything that's in your LLC, the thing that you create, a lot of real estate investors, business owners, create to protect them from liability in their business because your company is a separate entity from you. And so you create an LLC, an LP, a corporation, subcorporation, S, C Corp. You're trying to create a level of protection between you and your entity. And when you create that level of protection between you and your entity, that's what they call the corporate veil. When an attorney pierces a corporate veil or somebody who is trying to sue you pierces your corporate veil, they then have the ability to go after the assets inside of your business. Mm. And you don't want that. If you've built a really big business, you don't want to set it up to where your corporate veil has the potential to be pierced. Very true. And speaking on those terms, you want to make sure you have an attorney as one of your team players so that you know how to operate in this space. That's right. And that's what we talked about last week, you know, making sure you have the right people on your team, your accountant, your bookkeeper, and your attorney. We used accountant interchangeably with CPA, but you know, your CPA, bookkeeper, and attorney are going to be the three base level members of your team. Yeah. And for me, you know, I go a little bit into the spiritual side. So I have a performance coach, you know, people who are there to help me perform at my peak level. Yeah. So whatever that means to you, You know, it could be a psychologist, it could be a mentor, it could be a coach, whatever that means to you. You have to have that in the back of your mind when you're creating your team as well. Yes. 
The next person that we had on the Investor Summit to see was Brian London. Now, Brian London is the host of the longest running investment conference in the nation. The New Orleans Investment Conference. And every year around the end of October, beginning of November, he hosts this conference on investing. Everything from precious metals to oil and gas to real estate. I mean, all of these different asset classes. He brings in resident experts in those asset classes. And it's a big educational event where you can go there, learn about different investments, learn about different opportunities, and really get a grasp on what it means to be an investor. That would be something that if you're interested in investing to attend. Yeah, it's a, it's very educational. It's kind of long, but I mean, if you're going to get into it, you need to do it right. Right. So, you know, invest the time. Yeah. Invest the time to learn the knowledge you need to be successful in the endeavor you're pursuing. Yes. And then he's bringing it all under one roof. That's right. That's very convenient. That's right. And then, you know, so we had a couple more, right? Now, I can go all day. I think we had like 15 uh, people that came and and were faculty and kind of shared with us. But, you know, to go on and try to cover 15 people, that that would just be really time consuming. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this is a lot. (laughs) I mean, and and we are. We're dropping some pretty heavy knowledge on you um, based off of the experience that I carried from this summit at sea. Um, But I want to make sure that I give you the people so that you can go and do further due diligence and research. You have the tools. Yes. You have the tools. You have the resources. Now you have to go and be resourceful and get more information from them. Right. Exactly. And that's the goal of the show. So the next person is Kyle Wilson. Now, Kyle Wilson was Jim Rohn's 18 year business partner. He's a personal friend of Keisha and I's and uh, somebody that we have a tremendous amount of respect for. Um, We laugh, we joke, but he is very, very, very smart, very knowledgeable in marketing. Yes. And some of the things that he says, and I'm going to just tell you, he says, be valuable to valuable people. What does that mean exactly, though? Okay, so it's a great question. Kyle Wilson, when he got started, he was a promoter. He promoted a lot of seminars. And he the way he got into business with Jim Rohn is he had a skill set to promote and fill rooms. Mm. And so he used his skill. He made a offer to Jim Rohn uh, that he couldn't turn down. He couldn't refuse. And he took Jim Rohn from, I think he said like $5,000 a speaking gig to 10 to 15 to 25. And he filled rooms for Jim Rohn and he added value to Jim Rohn in both Financial. I'm sure he added spiritual value. I'm sure he added mental value. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of physical labor. He traveled a lot for the cause and the company. Yes. And he was valuable to somebody who could do something valuable for others. Being valuable to valuable people. That's probably the easiest way to kind of understand what that means. In your business, you have to figure out who is your valued customer, valued client, valued resource, your valued strategic partner, uh, your valued mentor. How can you influence the influencer? Yes, that is big because oftentimes we're always trying to 
do things for ourselves, trying yeah. to get to the top for ourselves. Yeah. And there's individuals that are already there and we just have to figure out, okay, how can I be of value to this person? That's so right. that way another door can open up for you. That's right. It, you know, that we always hear it. Uh, you know, Zig Ziglar said that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have everything you want. Mm-hmm. And before I met Kyle Wilson, I didn't understand what that meant. Cause I took that literally help a whole bunch of people get what they want. Yeah. But I never put any value on who it is that I was helping. Exactly. And if you don't put value on who it is you're helping, you'll help everybody to the detriment of you. Yeah. And, and that's a power. That. We see that all the time. Yes. That's a powerful thing to realize. You can't help everybody all the time. It's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking not to be spiritual, but we have been spiritual the last several podcasts. But even the Bible says that you cannot take everyone with you. You're always going to have the poor with you. And when I think about poor, I'm not really thinking about like in poverty, but just even the mindset yeah. of an individual, just that poor way of thinking too. Yeah, absolutely. And your goal and your job, if you're listening to this, is to be able to turn around and help somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you help yourself Then you can turn around and say to somebody else, here, I figured it out. Let me help you. Yeah. You give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. You teach a man a fish, he'll eat forever. Yes. Right. So, you know, that was one of the things that Kyle Wilson talked about, being valuable, valuable people. And again, I can't possibly try to cover what he covered in an hour and a half in 10 minutes. He said one of the things that Jim Rohn was famous for saying, and I remember hearing this quote, but, I, you know, it's always good to hear it again. The twin killers of success are impatience and greed. Mm, that's good. The twin killers of success are impatience and greed. In this society, everybody wants it now. Now, now, now. Everybody <laughs> wants it immediately. Mm-hmm. They and want that instant gratification. That's right. Yeah. And you have to have a little bit of patience in order to get to where you want to go. Yeah. So real quick, we have a few more that we want to cover. Okay. Uh, I'm going to list out the names just in case, you know, you have gotten sufficiently overwhelmed with all the information we've given you so far. But we got G. Edward Griffin, Victor Minaj, Chris Martinson, and Adam Taggart, and Peter Schiff. Now, G. Edward Griffin is the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island. If you have not read this book, this is a deep dive into the history of the Federal Reserve. If you want to know how our monetary system operates... There is not another book in this world that is as simple, as easy to understand, and as enlightening as The Creature from Jekyll Island. Now, I'm going to warn you, this book is big, it's thick, and most people that try to read it the first time don't get through it. Hmm. That's your warning. (laughs) Um, He actually has instructions on how to read it so that you can have a better chance of reading all the way through it. The first two times I tried to read it, couldn't get through it. So that's all I'm saying. Very, very heavy, very deep book. And after you're done reading it, the majority of the reactions that I hear from people are first shock, then sadness, then outrage. And then, well, I got to figure out how to get over it. So the emotions are going to be there. I'm just warning you. Phenomenal, brilliant individual. And our goal is to promote the three sides of the coin to stand on the edge and to look at both sides of the coin. Mm. Okay. We're not saying that every person that we talk about on the podcast so far, we believe a hundred percent, 
But we are intelligent enough to know that it's not about right or wrong. Right. It's about standing on the edge of the coin and figuring out the differing perspectives and figuring out what it is from each perspective that makes it right for you. Exactly. That I think that is so important um, because a lot of times um, an individual will follow just one person thinking like this is the only way I'm sticking to this. And there are so many different ways to get to the finish line. That's right. And if you follow one person and it's against how you feel, you'll know, mm-hmm. you'll know it doesn't feel right all the time. Not saying it's going to always be easy, but sometimes you'll get that feeling in the pit of your stomach like, man, I feel like I should be doing something else or doing more or, you know, you'll feel. Trust me when I say it's like um, you getting that sixth sense. Yes. You'll know. Go with that instinct. Absolutely. So the next is Chris Martinson. Now, Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart run a website called peakprosperity.com. Okay. Peakprosperity.com talks about how to prosper in the uncertain economic times that we're driving into. Mm. Um, They talk about the solutions. And I think we talked about this previously where they have the eight forms of capital. So if you can figure out how to perform in what are soon to be uncertain economic times using books like the crash course by Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart or prosper. Uh, those kinds of books, those kinds of resources will allow you to get to where you want to go in the most effective and efficient manner. And again, standing on the edge of the coin and looking at both sides, you'll be able to determine what it is that's going to be right for you. Right. I highly recommend watching the crash course that they put on. It's a free video series that's on their website. You go to peakprosperity.com, search for the crash course. When you watch that video, it will allow you to gain an insight of what it is that they're talking about, how they think about the future and how the economy is going to progress and then how they're planning for the future. That's about good. Now, Victor Minaj is very, very intelligent in business, real estate, fundraising. He's the author of Magnetic Capital. If you haven't read the book, I have. Go out and get it. Phenomenally smart individual. A very wise man. Very wise man. Just the kindest guy, really willing to share. I mean, there's so many things that I could say this positive about Victor Minaj. And yes. He's just an honest guy. And he talked about some of his experiences in real estate. I didn't get to catch everything that he said because he was uh, actually in a conflicting event that I was in one space and he was in another. But one of the things that I caught from his previous talk was that buying on the line, he always talks about being able to buy on the line and then moving the line, Swiss cheesing the line. So if there's a line in your city and we all know what this means, when you go to a certain part of the city and one side of the street is a really good part of the street. And then the other side of the street is like a really bad part or it could be a block apart. But you everybody knows what that means. And what he does real creative is he goes and buys just outside of the boundaries of Mm. the good neighborhood so that he can borrow from the value in the good neighborhood to move the line around his property. That's really good. A lot of cities are trying to create that dynamic and he has done it. Yeah, he's done it and done it successfully across multiple cities. 
um, taking vacant land, taking condemned and abandoned buildings and and using this strategy to create equity and value for not only himself, but most importantly, his investors. Yeah. And then even bringing back revenue to that neighborhood. Absolutely. And then last but not least is uh, Peter Schiff. So Peter Schiff is an economist and author. He's a Series 7 broker. So essentially, he is able to trade stocks on the stock market and he runs a couple of funds. But essentially, what he's most known for is his economic predictions. Now, he dropped a lot of interesting wisdom. (laughs) And I'm not going to try again. The goal is not to try to go into everything. The goal is to try to give you the bits and pieces and then go and follow up. Now, again, I want to say this. Stand on the edge of the coin when you listen to everyone. Don't take it for what you feel. Take it for what they're saying. Find the opposing view and try to figure out what's right and what's wrong and what's going to work best for you. Exactly. I observed this firsthand from Robert Kiyosaki, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but if I didn't, Robert Kiyosaki asked one of the professionals on the panel a question about two separate conflicting philosophies by two separate economists. And he asked the professional, he said, hey, Mr. Professional, it was actually Brian London of the New Orleans Investment Conference. He said, Brian, what do you think about uh, Jim Rickard's prediction on gold and Harry Dent's prediction on gold? And Brian London went on to explain what would cause each economical event to happen and why each one was significant in their own right. Mm. So Robert Kiyosaki gave us a firsthand example of what it means to stand on the edge of the coin and look on both sides and figure out what is what, what is right, what is wrong. There is no such thing as right or wrong. Right. He actually gave us an example of what it means to keep an open mind. Yeah, that's something that a lot of individuals fail to do. And that can actually set you back when you refuse to look at both sides. He also used the professional knowledge of someone else. Ray Dalio calls it believability. He used a believable other's experience to make a determination on what he should take away from that conversation or what he should take away from the two conflicting or opposing philosophies. Uh, That's, again, all about the team. Right. Being able to be in events where the people in the room are a part of your team. Yeah, exactly. And then last, I wanted to share what Peter said. He said he does not believe that what we're going to experience is going to be an asset bubble. He believes that what we're going to experience is going to be a dollar bubble. So what does that mean? Last in 2008, we had a asset bubble where real estate took a tank, asset markets or credit markets seized up, and we experienced what we call the Great Recession. Peter Schiff is saying that he does not believe we are going to be in the same scenario as 2008. He does believe it's going to be worse, but he doesn't believe it's going to be an asset based crisis where your assets are going to be in the same position, lose value like they did in 2008. He believes the dollar is going to lose value, which is why Robert Kiyosaki said so many times during this cruise and why we said it last week, buy gold and silver, buy precious metals. If you own precious metals as your savings, you can do a lot if the dollar does something contrary to its past. Yes, very true. So what do we mean? So if you own gold It doesn't matter what denomination of currency you exchange the gold for. The point is, if one currency 
goes in the drain, and I think we talked about this last week. Yes. You have the ability to exchange it for another currency. Exactly. Gold has no counterparty risk, which means that its value holds true against the majority, if not all, currencies. All right. So just kind of taking a look back, we went through so many things this last couple of weeks. Um, and we're going to transition into talking to some more awesome people, some more phenomenal interviews. Uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. We hope you gained some experience from the 2019 Investor Summit at C notes um, that I condensed down for you. Yes. Um, it took us two weeks, but <laughs> um, we didn't even get through it all. So, you know, it may be something that I'm meditating on as we go forward. And I just pop on and say, you know what I'm thinking as far as what I gained so far, hopefully to give you something to take away from the Real Estate Guys 2019 Investor Summit to see. So remember, we want to keep it real when others don't. That's the name of the game. We want to show real life examples of real problems, real solutions, real life, real equity. We look forward to talking with you next week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.